Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on everybody? My name is Carlisle. Welcome to the week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here's Fire podcast and we are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news and just generally having a bit of a chit chat about all things film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Ian. Sean, how's it going? I'm good. I'm like 60% today. <laughs> 60%? You were very sick on Friday. Very sick on Friday. Mm. Nearly died. Near- That's not true. I shouldn't tell people that. <laughs> Don't. I wouldn't use it as an opening line. No. Hello, I'm Sean. <laughs> Nearly died on Friday, fair play. <laughs> and then Saturday, God woke up again. In fairness, now, that is actually how like most health problems are solved. Just go to sleep. Sleep it off. That's true. There's a lot of trust in going to sleep, isn't do you, there? Do you remember that time I damaged my brain and I was very sleepy? I do. Slept it right <laughs> off. Just, just wanted to sleep. <laughs> just wanted to go to sleep so bad. Oh, um, I did. Now, you arrived today. Uh, and we are in the studio and you took one look at me and said you look like a tired boy yeah that was your opening line to me it is early in the morning it is um, and I definitely do look like it was just one of those days where we think I'm getting your flu but I'm at the stage right before I yeah get it. it's about it, as soon as I walk out the door today it's going to hit you I'm just going to collapse and then you're going to go to work uh, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> that's the plan so I was missing last week so I missed all the Star Wars talk and all that stuff I'm sure you were devastated could not give a shit <laughs> do you know what I was away out of the country I haven't even seen the trailer Really? But I think that might be good. I, I, At the start, I was like, I just haven't seen it. And now I'm thinking I might not even watch it because I didn't have to do it for the show. That's fair. You, you, you had no nothing in your life required you to watch it. And I think, does it spoil anything? Like, in as much as no one knows what the fuck is going on anyway. In life. Yeah. Mm. So there'll be some cool shots you haven't seen yet. Oh, I like cool cinematography. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a series based around it. Oh, damn. Um, so this week, Sean, I'd said we'd, we're going to skip Star Wars. Because I got the glorious decision to not have to watch it and you still had to watch yeah, it. Yeah, you stealthily organised a holiday. Genius. Genius. <laughs> um, this week we are starting off the news with another trailer. The bigger movie at Christmas this year. Oh, of course. Possibly going to make about $3 billion. 
Four Je- million. Jumanji, the next level. The final trailer was released during the week. Hell yeah, it was. What are your thoughts, Sean? My, my, my. <laughs> what notes. a ride we've been on. As we all know, I'm the biggest fan <laughs> of Jumanji. What was your favourite part of the last Jumanji? Oh, where... They're all different characters. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. I, have, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I know so it's pretty grand. The, the joke is, a Sean has seen the Robin Williams one. Yeah. And then you looked at me and said, isn't this the third one of the Rock ones? I said, no, it's only the second. You went, oh, I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> See, I was thinking of Zathura Space Adventure. Of course. We've talked about this before. Easily mixed up. Same universe. Exact same. Um, um, so, the, this is set after, far after the original film in that, the kids are grown up now. Uh, it's not far after it. Because no. they were kind of grown up in the How last one. How old were they in the last one? 17. Okay. Maybe. I think they were playing... I think they were all clearly just grown adults. But playing young Playing 17 year olds. Right. Although they might have even been like 16 or 15. It was Joe Manganiello was playing a 12 year old. <laughs> yeah, with his big beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kept me. Refused to shave it. <laughs> he's, he's a character actor. Character actor Joe um, Manganiello. So, I don't know if they're that much older. I think... I'm just assuming they're like a year older. Okay. Than last year. Like, they don't look that much different. And... Did did I get into the game by some kind of circuit board wizardry in the first one? Oh lord! I'm now going to explain the plot of the first one. They go, it's a video game. I got that. Yeah, and they um. How do they get trapped in it? They get the tension, and then the video game is like covered in cobwebs at the bottom of a box. And they're like in the oh, school. In the school, some kind. Why do is it in the school? In the school. It's definitely in the school that they go into the game. I cannot remember the sequence that leads up to Do they them. bring it to the school because it's an old game and they need an old TV or something? Uh, and it's a commentary about the funding of education today. I missed that now, but it might be that. No, <laughs> now do you say that, it's reminded me, yes, yes, this, this movie was about the team of school. <laughs> Excellent. And how it's important. And stay in it. Yeah, and education- or you might get welcome to the jungles. <laughs> Yeah, that was actually, it was very subtle, but it was there. Just lying under the surface. Yeah, I had to really read into it, but yeah, it was definitely there. Um, no, they get the tension and they find the video game, as far as I know, because they were definitely in the tension in the school when they went in. Because they're they, bad kids? Um, what were they doing? They were doing some, some <laughs> movie. I, I literally forgot like the first half an hour. It's just like, get them to the game. Right, okay. And then it goes. But... Um, they end up in the video game and they choose their characters and it's obviously Jumanji so I think that the idea is that Jumanji was a board game and then, then it morphs into whatever is the most popular when it washes up on that beach at the end of the original Jumanji yeah it's found by Ubisoft right and they turn it into an Assassin's Creed style <laughs> game yeah. <laughs> and it's very good fighting mechanics <laughs> um, no like the, it, the idea is that Jumanji morphs into whatever is the most popular thing. So it's now like the okay. 90s. So it morphed into like a Nintendo uh, or NES. NES game. Super Nintendo Super perhaps. Super Nintendo. Um, and so they go into the game and of course The Rock and Kevin Hart and Jack Black is in it. And Karen Gillan. It's, it's actually a really, really good cast. They all seem to bounce well off each other. It's really good in the first one. It's uh, What I will say is that the first one is better than I thought it would be. Okay, so, because, and it's, The Rock is playing, like, 
a 17-year-old kid. He's a really nerdy 17-year-old kid. But he's this big dude in the game. Yeah, and then the really big dude is playing Kevin Hart. Who's a, a small man. Who's a very small man. The joke is he's small. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> and Karen Gillan is played by the lady. Uh, she's played by the nerd. She, she's played by the, the girl who's like... She's a bit anti-establishment. Right. She's, she's, a, she's a nerd. And she fancies the guy who plays The Rock. Okay. And then the Jack Black is played by the Instagram model lady girl who's all about those likes. Oh, you get you. Yeah. What a... Co- oh, that's completely different to Jack Black. <laughs> Sounds like a hoot of a time. I'd love to see him do such an acting role. <laughs> so, the first one came out and it was actually quite a big success, I think. Um, I think it made a lot of money. It made a lot of money and not only that, but like critically, people were like, this is probably not the best. And then afterwards, it was like... It's a fun time. It's like it probably got largely similar response to the original Jumanji when it came out. Yeah, because that is a kids' family movie. Like that's it's not, not though. That's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah. See, it was different back in the day. Kids were tougher. Oh, yeah, like you could. <laughs> it sounds terrible to say you could hurt a kid oh, in a no. movie. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like he gets turned into a monkey. Yeah, and then he just like. It's grand. Yeah, I watched a like, um, I think it was on... We haven't even talked about the trailer at all. Oh, we'll oh, get to that. We'll get to it. This is all pre- pretense <laughs> to get to it. Um, but I watched Imagine, like, I think it was like three months ago. It was on the TV. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is a kid's move. We'll turn it off. We'll just watch a few bits. And it was the scene where they're playing the board game and the the herd of... Is it Buffalo or what? what, what yeah. It's true. Um, I think so. And they all run through. And the, it's, I was watching it like, this is really tense. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm tense now. And I'm like, if I was 10, I think I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, Van Pelt. Yeah, he's he's really evil. He's just a murderer. Like, <laughs> yeah. he just was... Because presumably, he has been after Alan this whole time. Yes. So he was trying to murder a child... And then a teenager. Yeah, no. And then an adult. But you could hurt kids back then. You could hurt kids. Could... No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I thought I'd walk into it. <laughs> no, not so. Um, but we also get, in this trailer, we see there's new characters. There is new characters. Mr. Daniel DeVito. Da- Danny DeVito's here to offer us an egg. And the other man is... Oh, it's the guy from Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Uh, Danny Glover? Danny Glover. Yeah. I was, sorry, I was going to say Donald Glover. Yeah, Danny that, Glover. Yeah. Not related, actually. <laughs> Not related at all. Not related at all. It's very strange. Is, now, is Danny Glover too old for this shit? Do you think he'll say such a line? Um, I hope that he says that line and then uh, Mel Gibson comes in and just does something mental in the background. Just, not even just Mel Gibson, his character. Not, 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 not the, Riggs. Not Riggs. Not Riggs. Not Riggs. I want him. I want Danny Glover to play Murta, but yeah. Mel Gibson is still Mel Gibson. <laughs> Mel Gibson. And he's just like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah, and he, he keeps trying to bring uh, Danny Glover into it, but he just won't let it happen. Yeah. <laughs> they keep trying to do a bit, and Danny's like, "He's always following me." No, I'm not. I'm not involved. In it. I'm not too he's old. He's not with me. Just honestly, Mel, go home. <laughs> <laughs> just starts jumping off buildings. Um, the Rock is great as Danny DeVito. You think? I like. I think he's capturing him really well. 
I think The Rock it was really good in the first one when he was trying to play the uh, like awkward 70 year old who's been put in the body of The Rock yeah. so he's pretending to be confident at all times yeah. he's like not confident then he sees his body and he's like oh this must be what it's like to be confident so he's like trying to pretend to be confident throughout the whole thing oh god yeah I think I think The Rock is underrated when he doesn't just play The Rock yeah like Which, he's actually acting here he does fall back into playing just The Rock by the end of the first one just a confident man who's yeah, good he's just, at everything. He's just The Rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which fair. is fair I mean, enough. Why wouldn't you play The Rock? If you're The Rock, you might as well play The Rock. Uh, but, yeah, if Danny DeVito as The Rock, I think, is... Um, it's a unique casting. And then you have Danny Glover play Kevin Hart's accent. I just want to... How long do you think this is going to go on for? <laughs> His oh, old bad accent. I don't know. I, t- I imagine the whole film. Oh, and no. <laughs> I don't... It's... I like that they're still friends. Like, they're still chatting in a way that's... Like, they're still treating each other as the old men that they are. Okay. If you get me. Yeah. Uh, to, like, they're arguing and they try and jump Springfield Gorge by the looks of it. Of course. Um, <laughs> but I, don't, I laughed at this trailer and it was... what well, He's doing the star jumps. He's doing the star jumps and he's like, I haven't felt... I haven't looked like this in... Never. You've never looked like this. Yeah. Your skin's a different colour. <laughs> yeah. That was the bit I laughed at, and I really enjoyed that bit in the um, trailer. This is coming out at Christmas. Good time for it to come out. Is it? I think because so. Because I have Christmas and then two question marks, because there's a certain other movie that's coming out at Christmas. Uh, Maybe uh, one that you talked about last week? Gemini Man? <laughs> is that getting re-released? They're re-released. <laughs> Two months later, they're re-releasing it. It's like, lads, we're going to try... There's a third one Big now. Willie says, let's do it again, right? No. no Star uh, Wars is coming Star out. Star Wars Episode Nine is coming out this Christmas. On the same day? I don't know if it's the same day, but it's definitely within a week of each other. Right, okay. Do you think that will kill Jumanji? I don't... Ooh. Maybe. Because the first Jumanji came out uh, the Christmas... I don't think it came out when episode 8 came out. I think it, it came was out. Christmas at, in between Star Yeah, Wars it was movies. in between and it made a lot of money. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I see. I don't think. Th- I think they might be expecting this one to have. Uh, because it's a sequel to the first Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. Mm. Because it's a sequel to that, I think they're expecting the audience from that to just transfer over. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. I think the first one was like. I'm 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 restraining saying magic in a bottle because that means it's like amazing. I would say like it's something that people weren't expecting to be good. Yeah, and it was really good. Can you replicate that again? I I don't think so. Maybe like maybe in this one, they're 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 leaning back a little bit and they're just being like, we'll just make another one. It'll be grand. Whereas mm. I feel like the first one, it had more to prove. Mm. as a movie that it like oh we can tell a good story because nobody re- thought it was going to be good at all no everyone had written it off from when it was announced and I remember thinking this is going to be terrible yeah like, we, I'm pretty sure we talked about it, it was going to be shit and, and then I came over going that was really fun I had like a nice old time and I said the same <laughs> you said something similar after not seeing it <laughs> how do you feel about the Jonas involvement in this um, film he was in the first one was he yeah he was oh, in the, right. he was the guy uh, in the 90s he had the Jumanji uh, the Super Nintendo game cool and he got brought into the game he's been trapped there for and years and he was trapped there for years right and he was played by uh, Colin Hanks oh <laughs> when he came back 
Oh. <laughs> okay. You've, you've like, okay, good. I'm on board. The, the best Hanks brother. It's actually the best of the Hanks family, I thought. <laughs> yeah. He's the best actor in the Hanks family. He's the best of the Hanks lineage, really. He just is. Um, so, yeah, Jumanji, the next level. It, I think... I think it's going to make a lot of money. Probably not as much as it probably could have if it had come out. I feel like even feel, last month or the month before. I feel like even a summer movie. Maybe. I don't think they want... But do you remember we said how packed this summer was, though? With the no. Lion King and Aladdin and then you had Spider-Man. That's fair. I feel like... I don't know. I feel there's a middle ground somewhere. There, there definitely is. Um, I think it'll make a lot of money and I think it could be decent. It probably won't be as good as the first one. No. And I feel like as well, if this comes out before Star Wars, it has a fighting chance. Mm. If it comes out after Star Wars, like two weeks later is Doolittle, which is the next like oh, family yeah. fucking en- entertainment movie. Yeah. So I don't know. If, I think there's a certain window where it'll do grand. There's a market for... I feel like, the, yeah, there's a correlation of the two, those two markets, of the Doctor Doolittle and the Jumanji I think so. Market. And it's parents bringing their kids, being like, this will be fine. It'd be grand. It's better than Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is Pirates of the Caribbean. Re- also, the music in the Jumanji trailer was unreal. Oh, yeah, crazy train. <laughs> the two of us were just, like, bobbing our heads. Like, like, this is class. <laughs> um, Pirates of the Caribbean reboot resurfaces. With Chernobyl writer attached. The HBO Chernobyl? Yes. Or the actual event Chernobyl? Um, I hope not the second one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> they brought him back. <laughs> so he deserves a second chance. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> Will I cut that out? No. <laughs> no. I want everyone to know okay. what you said. Um, so Pirates of the Caribbean was one of those franchises Sean that refused to die it did it kept going longer than anyone wanted and even you, though the first three were fantastic let's not get into that again <laughs> the first one is very good <laughs> um, and it shouldn't come as any surprise that a reboot is in the works a reboot uh, oh, re- you've, you've done I've that definitely before. said that joke before <laughs> so previously Deadpool writers Paul Wernick and Rhett Reitz were involved in penning a reboot um, but inevitably that sank to the bottom of development Mental hell shortly thereafter. Sean. Sank! Yeah. <laughs> Did you have to shout that? <laughs> I'm right here. I'm at the bottom of the ocean. Good You'll st- never hear me. Good stuff. Uh, most people assumed that the reboot was lost at sea, Sean. Very good. Um, so, But the Hollywood Report now states that a new reboot is about to set sail with Chernobyl creator Craig Mazin aboard. Right? Right. And uh, Mazza will be joined on his voyage by Ted Elliott, one of the writers of The Curse of the Black Pearl. Ted Elliott? <laughs> Dead Men's Chase and At World's End and on Stranger Tides. Sorry, he's one of the writers of all four previous. <laughs> oh, so... Uh, so some good, some bad. So, yeah, one bad, three good. Mm, one good. Oh, no. <laughs> three bad. Oh, it's the classic fight we have. <laughs> However, the big question is whether or not Jack Sparrow will return with Johnny Depp still playing the character. Surely you don't get Je- Depp back, do I you? think you bring back J- JD. I think JD's the next big thing in Hollywood. I think this is his next big break. Like, do you... I, I don't know. Can you do a, a Pirates of... You can surely do a Pirates of the Caribbean story without Jack Sparrow. I know he's a... Jack Sparrow is a good character. I mean, like as as a from the first one, say yeah. We can both look. <laughs> look. So you agree with me? No, here's we're on a, the same level here. Here's what we're gonna say. Okay, the f- we both agree the first one is great. Yes, 
What we think after that doesn't matter. Differentiate. He's but on a big wheel. Ooh, a big wheel for 45 minutes. In that first movie, yeah. Jack Sparrow's a great character. True. And we see little of him as well. He's not the main character. He's not the main character, and that's why he works. Well, yeah, he's he's uh, he is chaos. Yeah, and the, he doesn't... The plot just happens to him. He doesn't, like, instigate anything, really. Yeah, he's not the protagonist. Like, he never does anything proactively. No, he's... It's always reactive to everything. He's along for the ride, and yet yeah, reacting to things. Whereas, I think, in the later mis- movies, they made the mistake of he is the... He's meant to be driving the story, but he's not a reliable narrator for whatever story because, like, he's a maniac. So yeah, <laughs> and like, it, the he, a big part of what people say about Jack Sparrow is that he just looks his way into everything. Yes, and that's true, and that only works when he's not the main character. Because if mm. your main character just Mister Magoo's his way through life. Then there's no stakes at all. There's no stakes, yeah. You know he'll get out and he'll be grand. Whereas, and this is why I like uh, the second one, he fucking dies at the end. Mm. It's really funny to watch J.D. die. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving that in. (laughs) That was a man. (laughs) Jack Sparrow. No, no, I'm cutting that bit out. (laughs) Yeah, cut the bit that's actually normal. Cut cut out the explanation. Um, I'm going to listen to this episode it's just going to be me cut together going you know I think hit Teller Jesus Connor's got very Nancy Jesus that, that happened all of a sudden didn't it but I I think that the Stranger Tides was the fourth one wasn't it oh Jesus I can't remember the fourth one it had it had weird mermaids and shit in it yeah probably but it was just was that the one with um, him and what's her name yeah, as plus. the lead characters <laughs> what's her name Penelope Cruz Penelope Cruz <laughs> yeah. I was thinking Selma Hayek and I was like it's not Selma Hayek it's not Selma Hayek Pe- Pe- Penelope Cruz yeah. it's famed actor Penelope Fe- Cruz okay fair enough um, Penelope Cruz ship oh good thank you married to Tomity so I think that making a Pirates of the Caribbean movie that's just about pirates let's just have a great fucking pirate movie mm. I love pirates you love pirates I've talked about this before <laughs> I just think they're cool <laughs> you're like a child I just like pirates I, just, I do like I, I, pirates are, I like pirates like videos <laughs> you wouldn't steal I wouldn't. a car <laughs> <You> I <wouldn't>. might <laughs> Don't tell me what I wouldn't do. Don't tell me ad before every VHS. Yeah. <laughs> I am watching Pirates of the Caribbean 4 right now. Don't tell me what I wouldn't, wouldn't do. Um, so the sources say they aren't clear on Depp's fate, but the likelihood is that there will have to be some mention of Jack Sparrow because, I mean, he is basically the franchise at this point. Yeah, what if they, they just turned him into a legend? And it was like, He Jack's- never existed. Maybe. Or, or his stories are like fantasized about that's Adele. what I'm saying and yeah. like there's Jack Sparrow's treasure or something and it's just his fucking hat oh. you know oh. and it's one last fucking like he's not the protagonist but there's an adventure around him and then you open the treasure and Johnny Depp stands up and he says you have released me back into the world and then four more Jack Sparrow movies oh man that wouldn't be great would it <laughs> See, the danger is that they try and make a Jack Sparrow character. Like another... Oh, they will. If he's not... There's actually... Would you rather Jack Sparrow or a knockoff of Jack Sparrow, which they will definitely do if he is not in this movie? Yeah, James Hawk. 
James Hawk. <laughs> or, and he's a bit crazy. See, what if they did, like, the absolute, like, anti-Jack Sparrow? Where it's, I think it's Will Turner. It, mm, kind of. But I'm thinking of, like, old-school pirate, like, by the, by the code, just straight Barbosa. down the line. Kind of Barbosa, but not, mm. if you get me. Okay. Like, entertaining to watch. Not Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Jeffrey Rush. I don't, I don't know much about Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> he seems like a nice man. Yeah, does he? It's attack him. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But it, it, there's there are other ways to go in this story without another zany pirate who doesn't give a fuck. I think another zany... Add four more zany pirates. I haven't had enough hijinks. Have you played Assassin's Creed 4? Uh, 4, No. It's, a, it's the pirate it's one. It's the pirate one I haven't yeah. played. Right, okay. It's very good. Is it? A lot of pirates in it. Oh! Um, <laughs> but they, they handle just interactions between pirates, and there's a lot of shit going on in the back. Like, they're being hunted, for fuck's sake. By the... Yeah, by the good guys, Yeah, was. And a buccaneer is a pirate who's, loyal, who's now turned to the crown to hunt other pirates. Oh. There's your plot right there. Oh! That wouldn't be bad. Jack Sparrows has a son and he becomes a buccaneer. And then, oh my God. And he's hunting Will Turner. That seems like way too good. <laughs> what about the big wheel though? <laughs> How no. many big wheels is he on? <laughs> big wheelie. <laughs> I just want, I really, really like wheels. I just, it, we can go around and round all day. <laughs> oh, no, I'm getting tired of this. Oh, very good. Um, I spoke first. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, what does you? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean, they are going to be doing another one. Don't worry, if you were missing your Pirates of the Caribbean 6, what were they on now? 5 or 6? I think 5 is the last one. 5. Um, I Don't worry, it's coming back. We're, we're going to get Woo! another one. That's the level of excitement we're at. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't think you should be. <laughs> <laughs> Ant-Man 3, officially happening at Marvel. Peyton Reed is also returning to direct the movie. Cool, it'll be another grand movie. You think? Yeah. The um, I saw a thing on... Uh, I think it might have been Nando V Movies. Okay. Uh, and it was how they should handle the next Ant-Man film. And, you know, there's another Ant-Man after Scott Lang... He's irredeemable Ant-Man in the comics. He's what? Eric O'Grady. Eric O'Grady? Yeah. Is he Irish? He's, he's red-headed. Mm, of course. But uh, I think it's Eric O'Grady is his name. But anyway, there's another Ant-Man. And I'll, I'm actually going to link the video in the description because I think it's really good. But you know the way it was called Ant-Man and then Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yes. This He said that this one should be called Ant-Man and the Wasp and Ant-Man. And it introduces Eric O'Grady oh. as irredeemable Ant-Man. And what would be the point? Is just that's a way of writing Paul Rudd out of it? No, it's more of that they have options. That they can have Giant Man and Ant-Man, say. At the same time? Yeah. Or one's kicking you in the balls, one's kicking you in the head. Oh, the tall one is kicking you in the balls. <laughs> How it's would that work? <laughs> <laughs> but um, he goes into this whole thing about how you introduce... There's a character called Modoc in the comics he's a big head in a chair good and how you introduce him and it just it, it it brings a lot more comic book to the MCU if you get me 
Yeah, but like, would you think they will do that, or will they play it safe and just have another Paul Rudd hijinks movie? See, Paul Rudd hijinks, I have no problem with those. Paul Rudd is the most lovely man in Hollywood. Yeah. We would watch him for another two hours doing something. Have you something. watched Living With Yourself? No. It's very good. He is plays it? himself twice. <laughs> and Ashling B is also in it. It's on Netflix. It's very good. Oh, she's fair play to Paul. Yeah, done well for himself. But <laughs> I, I think that... Um, I. D- I guess it's going to deal with the fallout from the snap and how his daughter is five years older now. He's missed five years of everything and it's him reintegrating, maybe. Why doesn't he just make... I'm... Actually, surely they would concentrate on the daughter then. Would she not be old enough to maybe become a superhero herself? That's true. Cassie Lang does become a superhero. Does she become the Wasp? She might do. I I, I don't know names because it's all... Every Ant-Man character changes name like 40 times. Okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> but, um... Like, she, she could necessarily... And she's of the age now where it's not child endangerment. What was she, like 17, 18? I think that, yeah. So, like, you could have a movie where he's training her to become a hero. Yeah, because she said in Ant-Man and the Wasp that she wanted to be his partner. Yes. You know. But then what do you do with Jada Van Dyne and all that? Um, and the actual Wasp. See, I, I, I think there's, I think there's room to have other, like they can just all be the. Why doesn't she be Iron Man? They can be Man? the Ant family. <laughs> Why doesn't she be Iron Man? I, I'm, she could be. <laughs> like they could set up a Young Avengers with this. They actually could. Um, would here's a question randomly: Would you throw Tom Holland into the Young Avengers or leave him in the normal Avengers? Oh, <laughs> that see, Young Avengers. He would be around people his own age. Yeah. And that there's conflict there that... Uh, he's ne- much more experienced than them. He's much more experienced. He's been through more that we know about. Oh, don't um, feel so good, Mr. Stark. Yeah, he died. <laughs> oh, died. <laughs> um, but it, it, story-wise, for Peter Parker, it gives conflict because Ned and MJ could get jealous. Yes. That oh, you're spending so much time with your superhero friends. You know, that kind of a... Could have a bit of drama. Could have a bit of drama. Yes. See, everyone knows who Spider-Man is now. That everyone, is an issue. Yeah. Mm. Which, I, that's what I'm most excited about, is to see how they deal with we, that. That's, we haven't even... This is Ant-Man tree talk, right? I know, Spider-Man sorry. Talk. Do you have any more news about um, In regards to this, uh, Peyton Reed coming back to direct, he was the director of the first two. Yeah. He's a perfectly fine director. I mean, there's... He's done a good job. He, he The first one was... He was on fairly done by because everyone was waiting for an Edgar Wright Wright Ant-Man and I think in the second one he kind of put a bit more of his own slant on it yeah and I I, like the second one more I think I think he's a good director um, but he's the one I associate the most with like the studio studio handpicked yeah like as in it's harder to see his unique stance as it is to say James Gunn like with the Russos the Russos like they have their own kind of slants whereas I find with Peyton Reed he's more by the book yeah let's go A, B, C, D and you know where it's going but at the same time he's really good like if you can do the simple things really well he's he's on, on amazing yeah and to, to be able to direct Ant-Man is like there's a lot of um, so say when he's in the small world mm. he's thinking of how everything looks around him you know Peyton Reed is doing that yeah and, and I, I I think I heard somewhere that he's quite involved with the the whole process of it. Like, he doesn't just show up on the day and direct. Like the guy from Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> With his 50 CGI animals. 
And he punched through a monitor. Just, all alleged. But. All alleged. But if you missed that, two weeks ago we covered the director of Dr. Doolittle, uh, the Robert Downey Jr. one. Yeah. And he just turned up to set. And he was just like, why is there not like 50 polar bears ready the to go? The goose isn't in the screen. <laughs> Even though all the animals are CGI. He like he was like me in college when we were doing like movies. Just like, rock up about half two yes. and see what happens. Sure, look, I'll press record, lads. <laughs> it's not half the battle. <laughs> um, so yeah. You, sorry, did you ever do the thing in college where... We did the same course. So we did the same course. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> we're the same person. Yes. Uh, but you have the camera... And it, it's recording, but then you try and start recording, so you stop recording. Um, and you just have a load of shots of the in-betweens of scenes. <laughs> no! One time, this is completely random, but we shot a whole short film, because we had to go and shoot short films all the time. Yeah. Um, we shot a whole short film that was like a comedy, uh, but the, we shot it on like a, a night filter, but it was during the day. Oh, right. It, and nobody knows that, right? right? The guy who was doing camera, not the best. And he was just like, and he was, he was just like, looks grand. Looks, looks great all day. We were getting loads of, we were there for about nine hours, Fuck as you are. Yeah. Got, got a lot of the shots, went back to edit it, threw it in. It looked like dog shit. I, I've seen this one, have I? Yeah, there's lines everywhere. Yeah. The camera's so confused as to why there's light when it's in a night filter. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we did that, and then we gave it to the lecturer, and he was just like, he can't have died. <laughs> That's Do it bad. again, lads. Do it again. We had to shoot the whole thing again. Another nine hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we're trained professionals honestly we were really good we failed that <laughs> we <laughs> failed Colin too <laughs> got the pass that's all that mattered I do. oh man imagine so Peyton Reed he's not very good at directing <laughs> <laughs> that's an actual story from Peyton we yeah. were in college with Peyton Reed actually. yeah Peyton Reed he was the cameraman that you know day what, Peyton, you need to get a niche okay <laughs> our thing is bad movies <laughs> Your thing can be, I don't know, maybe great movies? Yeah, maybe don't shoot in the night filter as my tip, Peyton. <laughs> right. We're moving on to our next piece of news. Cool. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2 gets spring 2022 release date. That's far away, but I'm excited. Sean, you have finally seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. After months of me saying, Sean, watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. You bought me the DVD. For your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, not even just a nudge like literally here it is you've no excuse you've no excuse I know you can watch this <laughs> so Sony Pictures Animation announced uh, on Saturday that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2 has gotten a release date and is going to be swinging into theatres in 2022 Sean pretty neat I would say um, you watched a video from IGN. IGN and it was only like a minute and a half long and we <laughs> you watched it and I, I could just hear the video over it because you were like trying to pick up things yeah. and you were just like what is this dynamic between these two people <laughs> it's just th- there's two people delivering what should be a one man news report yeah and it keeps cutting we're about to do a two man news report so please don't no, tag them too much but, <laughs> but it keeps cutting back to them and it's just two lads in a room <laughs> Like they needed to set up a camera for that. They did, yeah. And they put it on knife filters. Well. That was a mistake. Hey! <laughs> for God's sake, then! Um, so, um, 
they they were talking about how like in the Spider Verse two, it is it's got the it's the little teaser they released. Yeah, it's the Miles Morales Spider Man suit logo. Yeah, and then it has all the different other logos that they could possibly do. If yeah, it flashes between a lot of different versions of it, Which, and they started micro analyzing certain details. So really, the only thing we need we don't we didn't really listen to much of that shit. Yeah, <laughs> we were like skipping that in our brain. Like yeah, who cares? Yeah. Um, the main thing is that there is a rumor that they will be doing a mile, more Miles Moraleses rather yeah. than they did a lot of Peter Parkers and now in the second one they'll do a lot of Miles Moraleses yeah which makes sense because if it's a multiverse it, they can do whatever they want yeah there's millions of everyone yeah so do whatever you want and if a lot of Peter Parkers have a have the spider powers surely I mean by, by the laws of infinite universes mm. my, other Miles Moraleses exist with that power do you power. think there's another universe where me and you are also having this conversation but I loved Joker <laughs> I, th- I, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> Never. <laughs> um, so, I was actually going to ask you, I think I'll be sad if J.H. Johnson isn't in this one, because I thought he was like the best part of the last movie. Yeah. Um, as that Peter Parker who's Peter just... Peter B. Parker. Peter B. Parker who's just down on his luck and just like in sweatpants yeah. doing his job. And it, oh, it's so good though. Yeah. Like... And that's what Peter Parker would do, and we've seen sad Peter Parker before. Yes. But the I think he'll be in it as more of a mentor kind of thing. You think? I think they'll ha- him and Miles will have a way to communicate. Because they all went home. They all went back to their universes, yeah. But, like, Peter Parker is a genius. Mm. So I'm sure he can... And in, the, in that universe, like, I'm sure Fantastic Four and everything exists... So I'm sure they can come up with an interdimensional phone or some shit that he can talk to him. And you also have Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen, who, they, uh, they had a real connection. They, they I, was it romantic or was it just friendship? I think, I, I, I think it's either. Yeah, it's, it's up to your you know, interpretation, it, yeah, to really, yeah. It doesn't okay. really affect the story all that But much. they had good chemistry as characters, so. Yeah, they bounced off each other. I would like to see them back uh, yeah. together. Um, Spider-Man Noir. Spider-Man Noir. <laughs> you have to bring back Nicholas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Ham. I wasn't as much of a fan as, as Spider-Ham. Yeah. Uh, I, Nicholas Cage was my man only because of the scene with the Rubik's Cube and it's in black and white. Yeah. He's trying to figure it out. <laughs> and he takes it with him. He's like, I, I might not get this yet, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's black and white. <laughs> um, so, Spider-Verse 2, there's like... The thing about this is, like, normally when a sequel gets announced, we're like, where's it going to go? Yeah. What's going to happen? Um, where can they bring the story from here? With this one, with the introduction of the three billion zillion universes that they could possibly do, yeah. you can just introduce another 20 characters if you wanted, voiced by other people. Yeah, and just tell whatever story you want. Yeah. The, the story of the first one is Miles Morales becoming Spider-Man. So the second one must be... Yeah, because... Uh, spoilers, I guess. But uh, that's the universe where Peter Parker is killed. Yes. And someone takes up the mantle. The perfect Peter Parker. Chris Pine as that Peter Parker is like so Peter Parker. Yeah, he's the best... Version of him ever. Yeah. And, and it's the version that Peter B. Parker was. Yes. And then became... He became old. He got the, uh, divorced he from, got divorced. from he MJ. Got, yeah, and, and he just, just got down his luck. Yeah. yeah. But, um, see multiple Miles Morales. Well, at, at the end of the... Yeah, what was I saying about they must have tra- uh, travelled to other universes? At the end of Spider-Verse, we see Oscar Isaac's... 
Oh, Spider-Man 2099. 2099, yeah. Miguel O'Hara. Yes. And he is able to just, he jumps into another universe on his own. Yeah. So I'm sure maybe that technology, he goes around collecting spider people to help him. In some sort of battle. And see, I think see, you could do a bit of clone saga, which is all the spider you love people. the clones. <laughs> Look, it has good ideas. Everyone hates the clone saga. Other than you. It's all right. Every time we've ever robbed spider, we're like, they could do the clone saga, though. What? I just say, if anyone does, the first person to do the clone saga just gets points for ballsy. Just, just the audacity of yeah. it all. Um, like, God, you fucking tried it. You could have a scene instead of, as you said, Miles Morales, um, he joins Oscar Isaac's 2099, he's going around collecting other Spider-Men to help him with a battle. Yeah. And then you have Miles Morales joining another team and he's like trying to figure out people. But you can just introduce another whole host of characters. Absolutely, yeah. Because they absolutely nailed it the first time and I think the easy option is to bring those people back because people like them. Yeah, and, and you could do that. Like Nicolas Cage could easily come back and all that stuff. Yeah, and those roles are small enough as well that they don't have a huge bearing on Miles Morales' future as Spider-Man. Yeah, I think the story, if he's already become Spider-Man, then the story can't be that he's becoming Spider-Man again. Like he's meant to have come into his own in the last movie. You then put him in the second one as they always do. They always have like, they go to Brazil or they go to... Yeah. You put him in a different team. Which is some other people who are all more experienced than him. Yeah. Now, I do think he should stay in New York. You take... Just for... 2099 New York? That would be cool to see. I'd be interested in that. Mm. Um, But I also think that... You're right, like, he can't become Spider-Man again. It needs to be... Maybe learning to work... Well, he knows how to work as a team. Because he worked with them, yeah. Yeah. So what lessons does he have to learn? What if he's the leader this time? That would be good. What if it's a bunch of Miles Moraleses who are just discovering their powers. Oh, yeah, a bunch of really inexperienced people and, and he's, he's the most experienced. Yeah, because it, it was it was a thing um What about Peter Parker who has just gotten bitten? That would be cool. And then you have Miles Morales teaching Peter Parker how to be Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Like that would be a great way to do it. Yeah. And um in the you know that scene where they're swinging through the woods away from Doc Yes. Off? Uh, Peter B. Parker is animated in 24 frames per second and Miles Morales is animated in 12 frames per second so that Miles looks rougher and shakier as Spider-Man. Yes. So if you had him animated really smoothly in this one, it's just the animation shows the growth. And they would do that. Yeah, they absolutely would. Like, in the Spider-Verse is like, much more smarter than it had to be. Yeah. <laughs> and much more smart than we deserved. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was so good. Um, I would like to see Spider's Man in this. What's Spider's Man? It's Spider-Man, but he's uh, just a body collectively made up of thousands of spiders. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. How would he animate that? <laughs> Grossly. It Very... Would, it would look hideous. Oh, it would. Imagine is he the all... villain? No, he's a good guy. Oh, he's a good guy. He's a spiders man. He's made of spiders. Made of spiders. Never trust a man who's made of spiders. That's the one thing we always say. <laughs> the one rule. Um, yeah, I think this having a sequel, it was always going to happen with the success of the first one. Yeah, and I'm glad they're taking time at it as well. They didn't just throw it out. Because yeah. the first one, why it worked was the animation was so Above unique. And beyond. It was so unique. Yeah. That, like, things that you don't have to concentrate on are out of focus. It yeah. was basically like a comic book come to life that they just blurred out the background so you only concentrate on that. Yeah, this is all that matters. And it took you like it took me five minutes to figure it out because at the start I was like, is this 3D? Have I forgotten my 3D glasses? Yeah, yeah. 
but it's, it doesn't... No, but then you finally realise, no, they're just literally pointing your eye towards what they want you to see. Yeah, and it was animation that we literally never saw before. That's yeah. why it won the Oscar, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. such a technological achievement, even. If you haven't seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, go see it. Go watch it. I don't think we even spoiled it. We oh. didn't really spoil what no, happened. No, we spoiled the premise. The premise is that there's a bunch of Spider-Men, they all come to Miles Morales, yeah. yeah. Um, and Miles Morales is the most powerful Spider-Man, I think. He's a different kind of power. But is he as strong as Peter Parker? Because Peter Parker could, like, hold up several buildings if he wanted. Peter Parker is as strong as he needs to be in any scenario. Yeah, yeah. in any comic book. Yeah. Um, see, Miles has more... Other powers. He can other... turn invisible, he gets electric, electricity. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Venom Blast, I think it's called. But the... I don't think he's... I, I don't think you can say who is stronger, because they're both different in different scenarios. Okay. You get me? Because I, I, my brain immediately thought they probably made him less strong because they gave him more ties to play with. He has other things. Yeah. See, Peter Parker has experience, you know, which yeah. is the best strength in Marvel. That's very good. Are mm. you hiring for a job? It might be. It might be. Oh, man. <laughs> Imagine it. We're the official Marvel podcast now. Some people have said that we are shills for Marvel. Well, I'm happy to if Look, they pay us. If they're going to pay me, I will happily endorse all shite. <laughs> I'll sell my soul down the river. Just for a few quid, lads. Just, I just need a fiver. <laughs> just fiver. <laughs> That's how much I respect myself. <laughs> uh, we're moving on to our next piece of news. A man who respects himself way too much. Oh. James Cameron oh, says yeah. that he has clashed with the Deadpool director, Tim Miller, while editing... Uh, Terminator Dark Fate Okay Yes uh, When he says clashed Does Like As in In ideas well, No Tim Miller said He didn't want the third avatar And <laughs> James said No no, no <laughs> You're getting fired You're fired <laughs> Yeah imagine They were just like What do you think of the first avatar James Cameron would bring up avatar In an hour yeah. conversation <laughs> He's like What do you think of avatar oh, I've never seen it Get out <laughs> You disgust me <laughs> Um, so he's revealed that there were some pretty severe differences of opinion while stitching together Terminator Dark Fate. Okay. Um, I, one person thought it was not a good movie. Yes, exactly. Now, Tim Miller was the director of Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, he's actually very good. He so, is. Like, and I think he's probably underrated. Yeah I, yeah, I don't think he has the name recognition of... Even like a Taika Waititi or No, because like I said Tim Miller and then I had to say he's the director of Deadpool yeah. so you'd know who he was. He like, did good. Even me, like up until like two weeks ago, I read this and I'm kind of like, Tim Miller, Tim Miller, who's... Yeah, I, was like, I know director, that name. Yeah. <laughs> Deadpool, Deadpool, yeah. Uh, asked if there were disagreements in the edit. Cameron told Cinema Blend, I would say Manny. <laughs> did he say it with a smile on his face like this is a good thing? He never, never said it. We just have the words. So okay. fill in the gaps. What do you think James said like... Uh, go, okay, give me the give me the line. Um, were there any disagreements in the edit chips? Manny, <laughs> he's in a submarine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the blood is still being scrubbed off the walls from those creative battles. He says. Okay, so is that actual like bit more sinister? <laughs> I mean, look, fucking props to Tim Miller for fighting his cause against James fighting Cameron. James Cameron in a Terminator aspect. Yeah, is big. It is big, and. I find it rich that James Cameron is coming in at the edit because he never showed up on set. No. For Dark Fate at all. Yeah, but he was a producer, wasn't he? He was a producer, but I don't, like... 
Oh no, I'm not saying that as like an excuse. I'm just, like he's a producer, so he probably wasn't on set. But then at the same time, he's like, I could be to watch the edit just to just make sure they're doing it right. Yeah, just to, at, like at the point where no footage can be changed. Changed. Yeah, that's when I'll come in and ch- do my magic. He says this is a film that was forged in fire. So yeah, that but that's the creative process, right? Oh, you always love to hear about behind the scenes bickering. Oh, on absolutely, a, on a struggling franchise. <laughs> Well, they've had two good ones. <laughs> so Cameron went went on to say that it was a rather different experience than the last movie he produced, the sci-fi actioner Alita Battle Angel with Robert Rodriguez. I mean, my work with Robert on Alita was very different. Robert loved the script, loved everything. Said, "I just want to make this movie. I just want to make the movie the way you see it." I was like, "No, you get to make your movie." He said. So Did Alita do terribly well? Uh, not really, now at all. Okay. Um, I had the reverse experience with Tim which is Tim wanted to make it his movie weird isn't that weird the director wanted to make selfish prick Um, and I'm like it's not your movie James and James said and I'm like yeah but I know I kind of know a little about this world Tim is is exactly also he's just being a a fucking precious little dickhead I'm really annoyed about this. So, That's so, not fair. So I had the matter and the antimatter version of that procedural experience. The movie arrived in the UK last week, but to mixed reviews. Um, but though it is better reviewed than more recent Terminator movies. Like? Um, it's released worldwide, I think it's uh, to yesterday? I think it was released yesterday yeah. worldwide. Um Cameron is currently bil- bil- busy in New Zealand making his Avatar sequel movies. <laughs> the first is due in 2021. Yeah, you can have those movies. So, what are your thoughts on James? JC, he's back again in our hearts. We love him. It's... I, I, I can't even like fathom words for this because mm. he said to Robert Rodriguez, no, listen, go make your movie. Mm. Then as soon as it's a franchise that he has any tie to, mm. it's, this isn't about you. <laughs> Why didn't he just direct it himself if he wanted to do that? If he wanted to make his own Terminator movie, he should just fucking make his own Terminator movie. Like, this is the mistake that studios tend to make. Yeah. In that James Cameron obviously has a lot of experience with Terminator. Yeah. And and he's definitely probably the right brain. If you're going to pick someone's brain, pick his brain. He created the whole thing. Like, let him tell you his opinion. You don't have to go with that. Yeah. But... Like you, his his involvement should have ended after pre-production. You think he should have helped drive the story or the plot, and then leave it up to their interpretation of what they want to do with that plot. Yeah, and I feel as well. I I just I. Okay, I'm trying to think of a word for this, but I think if if Tim Miller signed up for a Terminator movie, he had an idea. Mm. If you get me. And that might have been James Cameron's idea. So you stopped right there? Yeah. It wasn't James Cameron's idea. <laughs> but James Cameron just decided to say... And it's too late. To, if you wanted input on this story, you should have come along in the script writing stage. And then... Everything I hear about James Cameron just makes me like him a little less. Yeah, and this I, is the re- it, this makes him seem like a real petty cause, man. Because like he's like one of the most famous movie directors of all time. Yeah. And like, he's really good... When he like Terminator Two is amazing. Yeah, Titanic is real good. Yeah, and so him doing these interviews, and he says like, "I tried to help him, but like he wouldn't listen to me." 
Like, it, uh, yeah. And I'm James Cameron. Yeah. The, the, what gets me is the line, I know a little about Terminator. Yeah. Like, the last three of them were dog shit. <laughs> and you said Genesis was the best one ever. Yeah, so you have lost any right to stand up for this series. And I don't mind if he thinks, okay, I could do a better movie. Then direct it. Yeah, but don't come in on someone... You can't do half and half. Like, he's having his cake and eating it. He's like, I don't want to direct it in case it's bad. But then now I'm going to be like, you should have done it this way. So then when it is bad, I come out real smart. You should have listened to me. And he was like, oh, Tim thought it was his movie. It fucking is. (laughs) I like... No, Tim Miller comes across really good in this. Yeah, he does. Like, it must be so hard to say... No, I think we should do it a different way. Yeah. It's like, I respect what you've done, but you're wrong. But I want to do it this way. Not even if it's right, but I feel like this is the best option. I was hired as a director. I'm being paid as a director. You were not hired as the director. You didn't want... I'm sure James Cameron was offered first choice. uh, Absolutely. Do you want to direct this movie? He said no. And at that point... If you say no... You're out. You have to just leave it to the guy that you left it to. Yeah, and you can come on as a producer. And you can offer help... But it's not up to him to say yes. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that's... This is ironically, um, not to be a Marvel shill, but this reminds me of Iron Man 2. In that, in a very strange, loose way, but I'll get, I'll, I'll, it'll make sense in a second, in that, like, Marvel, when they first started, they had these directors, and they thought it might be better if we just tell them what we want yeah. the whole way through. And it wasn't until, like, Winter Soldier, where they realised, we'll bring in talented people... And we'll give them an outline and just let them do whatever they want. Yeah, and they can take the story from A to B and whatever happens in between, is, grand. Yeah, it's grand. Whereas this reminds me of older Marvel, Iron Man 2, where they're like, we want to go A, B, C, D, E, F, right? Yeah. And you have to do this exactly that, otherwise you, it's wrong. Yeah, you need to set up these for us. Why Edgar Wright left? Like, you have no creative process. Yeah, because presumably, and, and looking at it in hindsight, is that Ant-Man... Atma was very important to Infinity War and Endgame. So I'm sure they wanted to lead into that and lead into the time stuff and the vortex stuff, you know? Mm. And Edgar Wright probably was just like, yeah, I'll get there, but I'm not making it the star. And they learned from that mistake because they lost Edgar Wright, who's like one of the best directors in the world. Yeah. And they said, Kevin Feige must have said, okay, never again. I think James Cameron, like, he didn't learn that. He hasn't learned that lesson yet in that, like... If you're going to do it, just do it yourself. There's no point in hiring someone talented and then telling them what to do. Yeah, because then they're going to be pissed off doing it. And yeah. they're not going to do their work. Like in Hellboy. Like, do you yeah. remember the Hellboy director? They brought him in and they're like, this is your movie. And then there's a the guy from the studio going, you should do this, this, this and this. It's yeah. like, well, either you hire me or you don't. Yeah. You, like, do you want to direct this movie, Mr. <laughs> studio Man? Because you can. Like, just hire you instead of me. I yeah. don't mind. And it's the same thing with, like, Justice League and Suicide Squad. Yeah. That I'm sure David Ayer had a great idea for what to do. Mm. <laughs> but, uh... Sometimes you also hire untalented people. But, but see, Suicide Squad was changing the edit yeah, as well. Yeah, it's changed so many times. Yeah. So, maybe, so that's not his movie either. It comes down to what we've always said, is that studio interference generally isn't a good thing. No. That if you're trusting a creative person, you should trust them And the ironically, James Cameron has now become studio interference. Yeah. Rather than James Cameron director. Yeah, he's not a visionary 
fucking bad boy anymore. Not that he ever really was a bad, <laughs> bad boy. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. no one would have made Terminator back in the day. No, but like, yeah, he has a lot of goodwill because of Terminator 1 and 2. Yeah. And especially Terminator 2. Yeah. Um, and that should give him the right to voice his opinion, but it doesn't give Tim Miller, it doesn't mean Tim Miller has to follow it. He can't pull rank on Tim Miller. Yeah, exactly, because Tim know. Miller's the director. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to finish off this week on another studio interference, director heavy conversation that we'll probably be very uneducated about. Let's do it. Star Wars. What? what? <laughs> Sorry, was there a problem? Was there something wrong there? Star Wars. Game of Thrones creators have left after creative differences with the studio. Sean. Yeah, I've heard various things about this. David Benioff and DB Vice yeah. reportedly left their planned Star Wars trilogy due, due to creative differences with Lucasfilm. Okay, is the creative difference that they got offered a load of money by Netflix to do original programming for them? Oh, that's what I've been hearing. Is that what you've been hearing? Yeah, and and I've also heard that they weren't interested because Star Wars fans are toxic. Mm. Is what I no, that's a quote that I can't attribute to anywhere. But that's what just the came up with it yourself. What, no, that's your that, opinion. That's <laughs> what the headline I saw said. Right, but um, yeah, the, these were names that I think uh, we talked about this last Monday, but. Uh, Putting David Benioff and D.B. Weiss on anything, maybe four years ago, three years ago, that was a surefire way to say, oh, this is a good piece of work. Yes. But then Game of Thrones season seven and eight happened. Mm. People weren't happy with that. Not the happiest. Can I throw you another series Mm -hmm. theory? My theory is that they were red hot. They were hired. And then Game of Thrones season eight happened. And Lucasfilm said... Not so hot anymore, are you? Maybe yeah. you're not the best people for this job. And then they got a lot of backlash for Game of Thrones. Yeah. And they kind of just wanted to take a step out. Because if they did all, if they had Game of Thrones and the Star Wars fandom attacking them simultaneously... There's no coming back There's no coming... There's such a lot but, of attacks. But, like, uh, they did an interview recently about uh, Game of Thrones. And they said that they never intended to fully adapt the books. Because it was too much... And they wanted it to be enjoyable by everyone. Right. Um, but reading into it, I saw that the their premise for the series would explore the origins of the Jedi. That's a lot of story to tell. That's a lot. And simplifying that will please no one. <laughs> Do you get me? You go back to the prequels. Just really rattle it through. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, just rush through everything. Like, that. that's not the... That's not the way people want that story but told. What this also means is that they are. Is that the fifth people to leave? Yeah, uh, could be. Like you have um, Colin Trevorrow left. Yeah. Uh, Josh Trank was left. Garrett Edwards was replaced by screenwriter Tony Gilroy on Rogue One. Phil Lord um, and Chris Miller. Phil Lord and Chris Miller were fired on the production of Solo. Yeah. Um, Kathleen Kennedy, who runs Lucasfilm, will just get rid of these people. This is not the first time. Yeah. This is why it stands out to me. Like this is probably their most high-profile yeah. acting. But oh well, actually, Colin Trevorrow is massive as well. Yeah, and that was, I remember that being news like when it happened. And the Ryan Johnson trilogy was called off. Yeah. And now there's rumors that it could be back on because they need to replace what the, they were going to do. Slot that the, the slot that has now opened up. But this was meant to be a TV series as well, if I remember yeah. correctly. Like that. I don't know if... 
Um, okay, so Netflix reportedly offered them a nine-figure salary mm. to make original programming. That's a lot of figures. It's a lot of figures. It's more than you need. Do you, um, and it sounds bad, but a lot of the stuff on Netflix is just grand. Some of it's bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, Casper's on Netflix, so I'll be respect. Well, I'm sorry about that. Um, but I think that um, having... The, who the the general vibe on the internet now is that they are mediocre writers at best. Oh, because of like the people are saying the best parts of Game of Thrones are the shit that was adapted pretty much directly from the books. Fair enough. Which are written great. Yes. And that it went downhill as soon as they went off book. And that's I think that's a fair enough statement to say. But it also takes a lot of work to get through about the five million characters that George R. R. Martin creates. That's and per forgets book. about himself. He forgets about who did it exist. Um, but then also recently uh, David Benioff was tied to Gemini Man yes. in a writing role. Yeah. Also not very well received for the writing. Yeah. And many other reasons. But do, do you not think this reflects badly on Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy or on them? I see it depends in what way what like creative differences is a very broad term. As the term that they've used repeatedly. Yeah. Like if this was the first we'd be like, oh, that's a bit weird. Like, they must have done this so bad. This is like the sixth or seventh time this has happened in the past five years. Yes, and there's a number of options here because, number one, like you said, they they wanted to control the writers and directors into telling the story that Lucasfilm wanted. Yes. Number two, they want to distance themselves from Benioff and Vice, who aren't fan favourites. At the minute. At the minute. Number three is that there was a deal with Netflix and Lucasfilm wanted exclusive uh, work from them. And so they highly suggested they leave. See, it, it could be any of those things. like Or all of them. It could be all, it could be a mixture of all of them that coming into play. Like, the idea that this is another one that's left, just, I think, there has to be something going beyond behind the scenes at Lucasfilm that we don't know about. Yeah, and maybe like... Luke- all these people have left. Like, all these talented people. Like, other, like not even uh, voice... Yeah, leave them out of it for a minute, but, but look at the list of people like, that are gone. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller did... Spider-Verse. Did Spider-Verse, and they did 21 Jump Street and all that. Now, there were rumours that they were very nervous on Solo, and they were doing, like, lots of takes for no, need, for no reason. Yeah, but when you think of them coming from the Jump Street movies, where I'm sure a lot of it is just, lads, say something funny in front of the camera. Yeah. And, but we know that they're talented. Yeah. And I remember there was like a there was a few months or maybe a year where we were like, I was thinking maybe they're not that good. Like yeah. maybe if, I mean, if they got rid of, but if Star Wars got rid of them, they must not be that great. But if Star Wars will get rid of anyone, like Colin Trevorrow did all the Jurassic uh, Jurassic World movies. Yeah, they're, those and, are good for and, what they and, are. And Colin Trevorrow is, has done some good movies. Yeah. So I mean, Josh Trank did Chronicle. But he's also a dickhead. Though. He is a dickhead, so, but Chronicle's was, great. I forgave him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgave them for Josh Trank because I was kind of like, everything I've heard about Josh Trank is just like, he's not really a nice man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fair enough. But like, there has been talented people that have they've been gotten rid of, which just kind of says, like, is the Star Wars, is, is it an untenable position to be in there to do a director for something? Maybe. Like, I, I think it might be fear on Lucasfilm's part in that... When it comes to Star Wars, they only want a sure thing. Yeah. Like, there's very few sure things in Hollywood, like sure you, directors. And if you make something that is on paper perfect, it's probably going to be by the book mm. and there'll be no. Um, I want to say uh, the words come to mind is devotion, but no 
like absolute love for it. Solo. It'll just be grand, mm-hmm. you know? Because uh, on paper, Solo is about one of the most popular characters of all time. And it's it's a good romp. It's a good romp. Good fan appeal tied into an existing Star Wars universe. Star Wars is the biggest franchise of all time. It was grand. Yeah. You know? Because as you said, they wrote it to be good. Or they wrote it to be safe. Yeah. Like, the broader you cast your net, the less people uh, find it like a niche. Or yeah. like they really love it. Like, Jojo Rabbit is going is marketed to a smaller audience. Very small. But the people that like it are going to fucking love it. Yes. Do you get me? Yeah. I, I, Star Wars needs a bit of... Because that's why Star Wars was six. It's fear. It's like, fear. It's genuine. Which is ironic, as you said, because Star Wars... Star Wars 1977 is the most crazy fucking idea anyone's ever come up with. Yeah. And it was, like, laughed at when yeah. it was announced. And so it makes... here's a fucking space story. Who cares? Yeah. But, like, the idea now that they've gone so far the other way... That they're just kind of like, we can't go wrong. Yeah. So they're like, they're just so afraid to do anything that's outside the box for Star Wars. Yeah, they want to fit into a formula, which maybe they'll go like Marvel did and they'll realise what's going on. Mm. They're but, all owned by the same company. So really, like, if you just talk to Kevin Feige for 10 minutes, yeah. he'll be like, just hire talented people and just let them go. Yeah, just trust them. Trust them that they're going to do so. The only sure thing in Hollywood, I think, like, sure, sure, is the Russo brothers at the minute. Or... Yeah, based on track records. Like, they don't mess up. Or they haven't yet. They haven't yet. That's the thing. Everybody has one mess up in them. Yeah, absolutely. Does that ruin their career? No. the Russos got it out of the way early. Yeah. You know? But uh, I, I also feel we should say... Kathleen Kennedy always gets brought up in this, mm. but I don't know that the fu- like she has that decision. I think there's a committee of people who are either highly pressuring her or just making the decisions instead. Okay, and those people are just looking at statistics and numbers, and they're very afraid that any statistic will go down. Yeah, which is ironic because they're overseeing possibly the least popular few years of Star Wars for a long time yeah like the magic is gone in a lot of ways like people are kind of like okay we're kind of sick of it because they try to do that every single year they're going to release two yeah like Marvel and very quickly people are like no don't do that yeah and like the Marvel two a year thing it it, it has it still has the ability to be tiring and oh absolutely get bored of it and you, you, you'll get Maybe one of them will be good and one of them will be grand. Yeah, you never get really two really good ones. Two smashes. Yeah. Like, we had... Uh, Endgame and Far From Home was this year, wasn't it? Yes. So I think... I th- Those are two and very... And Captain Marvel. And Captain Marvel. Those are three very good movies. Mm. But Endgame is still... Clearly it got more focus and more marketing. Which I think is fair enough. You have to choose one to be your big. Yeah. you ca- I, 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 Right now... I don't think anyone can put out three movies a year and have them all be stellar. No. Very few studios can. And Star Wars are just trying to put a wad out. Yeah, and Star Wars is a narrower... The stories they've gotten so far, they're narrower uh, plot lines. But I think they've narrowed it themselves because there is so many story possibilities with yeah, Star Wars. I, 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 As I, you I, said, like the Star of the Jedis. Or you go... Like, you can go hundreds of different places. There's like millions of comic books. Yeah, and that's why like the TV series is... 
pretty good mm. because it's just them and they go around and they have fucking adventures and it's not all about light side versus dark there's one fucking bad guy and one good guy left Jedi's can't have sex Jedi's can't have sex lads <laughs> except most of them do most of them do <laughs> the second which is like sadness most of them do Yoda is a fiend <laughs> He's a maniac with that stick. <laughs> oh, maniac. God. Where's the stick go? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Wherever you want. <laughs> He's a fucking sicko. We oh, just wrote man. your next movie, Star Wars. <laughs> Pails. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, no, I was going to say, Yoda walks in with a brothel like it was a really old man and starts doing all those flips. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Jesus. So nimble. <laughs> He's young and hip. He's got deft hands. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so they, they, David Benioff and D.B. Wise have left Star Wars and Lucasfilm. Um, it's all up in the air now what they're going to do. As you said, they, there there is rumours that they have joined Netflix or something else. Yeah. There's also rumours that Ryan Johnson's trilogy is now going to replace that trilogy that they were going to do. Okay. See, it's, it's, it is all over the place. So... It, it, I, it's without. Uh, it's a ship without a captain at the minute. It seems. Yeah. Which isn't great. It's, <laughs> but they've got so many captains. They've had so many captains. That's true. Yes. Um, they they said that the Variety recently wrote about how De- Benny Offenweiss had ambitious plans and a new direction for Star Wars. So ambitious. Never want to be ambitious with that studio. <laughs> um, they wanted their, work, their works to exist apart from the Skywalker family saga that comprised the franchise's primary nine film series. On board with that. That's a rookie mistake. You can't go away from the Skywalkers. How will we sell Darth Vader merch? <laughs> the, the Star Wars period the pair had intended to explore was how the Jedi came to exist, as you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would have made a trilogy on the subject matter working as a prequel. To everything. A prequel to everything. See, like... That's that's far enough removed that it's fine. Mm. And also, the start of the Jedi is it's fucking weird. So I don't. I think surely you would do it in generations. I would say, like the first movie would be the very very start. Second movie, they start making the school mm. or the order, and then the third movie is then joining the Senate or whatever. You okay, know, becoming government. And then Liam Neeson is there. Absolutely. <laughs> I gave Connor a little point. A little there. point to say, you're bang on. Liam Neeson <laughs> is there. You've fucking done it, boy. Midichlorians are back. <laughs> um, I just think uh, this might. Uh, we should keep an eye on this because Lucasfilm, this is like five or six types. Yeah. They really just need to trust a human. <laughs> trust one human. And that we exist. Okay. <laughs> just, just need to trust one human. That they are talented enough. Find someone talented. Find someone talented. If you're not sure about it, give them a fucking Disney Plus show. Yeah. Put whatever you want on streaming and see what sticks. Like, who cares? Who cares? They're paying for Marvel anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's actually the end of Movie Mondays this week, Sean. Quite a, quite a newsy week. It was very newsy. Not very many bits. Not many bits. But well, you're not very funny anyway, so Not don't today worry anyway. I'm at 60%. <laughs> exactly. Um, look what can you do do you want to take us out Sean yeah thanks everyone very much for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays we'll be back on Wednesday with an episode of Weird News Wednesday Friday with Hero Zero and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays mm-hmm. uh, thank you to everyone who supports us over on Patreon that's patreon.com slash here's for hire podcast if 
if you'd like to donate there, there there's a link in the description don't feel any pressure to donate it's just a way to help the show out uh, if the best way that you could ever help the show out is by telling one human being that we exist very good and trusting one human being to direct Star Wars. <laughs> that's, that's another way you could support our show. <laughs> we will benefit from it in, the, in kind. Kathleen Kennedy's my mother. <laughs> um, we are on all of the social media. Twitter at Heroes for Hire Pod. Instagram Heroes for Hire Podcast. Facebook Heroes for Hire Podcast. Or you can shoot us an email. Heroes for Hire underscore at Outlook.com. That's all in the description. Uh, if whatever podcast platform you're listening on, we would really appreciate a review. Mm. Uh, it helps get us up the rankings and get us in front of more listeners. Yeah, the rankings are pretty cool. It's really nice to see. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a, I can't go around naming names, but it's it's, it's it, nice numbers. Like, you know what I mean, fucking, <laughs> lads? It, it's it's gotten to the point now. It's, it's too high. <laughs> it's kind of impressive that we can say it to people. It's like too that. high. Yeah, it's, stop listening. <laughs> that one person you told that we exist, Take kill him. <laughs> Make sure the message never gets to another Because <laughs> it's going to spread, lads. Oh, we can't have this. We're like gonorrhea. Oh, we're the gonorrhea of pods. <laughs> Put that in our bio. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mead. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.